post-credit conversations, a movie podcast where we believe that a film is only as good as the discussion it inspires. My name is Kale Prindle. And I am Slade Lane. How's it going, Slade? You know, not too bad. I think. Well, I would I hope don't know. so. I don't know. <laughs> you but only not had to bad. work two days this last week, so I, I would did. hope you're doing pretty I good. Did. Well, if you lived in Nebraska... <laughs> Or my part of Nebraska, you yeah, you had a two day work week. Yeah, if you were in or, a teacher, if you were a teacher, some poor suckers that is still true. had some to people, go to work. You know, that's something that is a <laughs> bummer with the pandemic, and I think you really got lucky because for a lot of people, they'd be like snow day, and they're like, no, you've been working remotely this whole time. Why mm-hmm. can't you re- work remotely on a snow no. day? But uh, well, I hear up in Omaha, where is not where I live, uh, kids still had to go to school. Because they all went so remote. So you did luck out. I did luck out. Um, Good for you. Granted, snow days aren't as fun when you get older is what I've started to notice. Um, <laughs> when you have to go shovel a bunch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. My back has been thrown out all week and just chronically sore. So I've had to heat pad and take Tylenol every day. So <laughs> You poor, decrepit old man. Pretty much. It's happening. I'm not mad about it, but it's happening. <laughs> Well, where I live in Southern California, we got a tiny bit of snow also, oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> which made us excited because like, whoa, it's snowing. And of course, accumulated not at all, but it was, that's what happens, right? It's like, I grow up in Colorado. I live in Nebraska. I'm used to pretty big snows. I moved to Southern California where people think it's freezing when it's 60 degrees, but you know what? Even with that, when it snows its puny little amount, it's still exciting. Fair enough. It's finding the little things in life to be appreciative of, Slade. That's what we have to do. I agree with you. Uh, I, I'm trying to formulate a witty response. I have nothing. Um, oh, I don't need your wit. We're just taking time to appreciate life. Well, because we you it. never know how long it's going to last. One day, you're looking at snowflakes that will melt. One night you're looking at fireflies who won't be alive in the morning. You know, you got to appreciate life when you have it. Are you trying to New Game Plus our podcast right now with like a bad pun? I mean, I (laughs) I don't have a pun. No, I was going to stitch it together. But before I do, I should ask if you have any production notes. Oh, uh, I can try them out. I mean, um, you don't have to. If you no, don't no, have it, don't I'm going to do it. I'm No, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it happen. I, I t- Let's do production notes. Let's do them. Oh, All my right. goodness. You're looking them up right now. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> the, see, we're going to evaluate the quality of when I write my production notes, huh, huh, similar to a movie, if you have written production notes, versus... It's between getting a movie like The Room and The Disaster Artist. Like, one is the bad movie, the other is the really good movie based on the bad movie. That's what we're going to compare right now. All right. So, uh, this week in production notes, uh, we are going to talk about something that's a little complicated, which is anime, uh, a, a term that is apt for our discussion this week as we do uh was called an anime movie, and I was curious because anime, uh, living here in the United States, is always like, oh, do you watch anime? Do you read manga? And, you know, there's bad ways to describe anime, and there's more accurate ways to describe anime. Anime, as I was looking up this week, uh, refers to 
not Japanese animation is what I found out. By and large, anime is just a term. So any kind of animation in Japan is referred to as anime. It, it's not specific to the islands of Japan or Eastern Asian cultures that make animation. But it has been made up into this kind of its own genre, if you will, because it goes into how characters are drawn. We can all think of the few animes or many animes we've watched, depending on who you are, where characters have a certain style of faces and they reproduce the same faces in every anime. Well, that's a reason. It's kind of an industry standard. Uh, the history of anime, as it comes over across the Pacific Ocean and into the United States, uh, kind of picks up in the 1980s and 1990s and with films that we're going to discuss today and films we've discussed previously, things like Ghost in the Shell, popularized anime here in the United States. Uh, before that, it was shows like Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z coming over where all my Toonami watchers at. Um, that kind of exposed the Western world to anime or a specific style of Japanese animation and Japanese-produced anime. So those are my production notes today. It's a wide-ranging thing, but it's not necessarily its own genre because anime, as we'll learn today, encompasses many different genres. <laughs> Indeed. So Indeed. how was that for not having anything to read? <laughs> you sure said that. Okay. So we're <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, that was rude. Let's, let's that keep was rude. going. Let's keep going. Uh, that's just poking at you because it was... Uh, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'll edit yeah. a bunch of this out. Uh, <laughs> Now I've thrown wow. off my own groove. That's what I That's get. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Let's get to the good stuff. Slade, tell us about this All week's right. movie. This week's movie uh, is Grave of the Fireflies, a movie released in 1988. Uh, it was animated by Studio Ghibli? Am I saying that correctly? I think it's Ghibli. Ghibli or Ghibli. Uh, I'll use them <laughs> It's a gif gif situation, right? It, it really is. Um, I could have looked it up, but I watched the movie instead. So, uh, is anime by Studio, studio Ghibli, uh, a very famous studio, uh, traditionally putting out Hayao Miyazaki's movies. So, all my fans of Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, his whole body of work, most likely know studio ghibli from putting out those movies grave of the fireflies however when it came out in 1988 was the second movie animated by the studio ever um it is also its highest rated movie critically on metacritic and Rotten tomatoes of all time and it tells the story of sato and Setsuke, uh, a brother and sister living in 1945 Japan in the uh, city of Kobe. Kobe is firebombed by American forces, uh, which forces Sato and Setsuko. Setsuko or Setsuke? I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> Setsuko. I messed that up. Setsuko to uh, move in with other family members where they do not um, work or earn their keep in the view of their family members and are 
asked to leave or make the decision to leave, and they end up living in a old abandoned bomb shelter where they struggle to survive by stealing, uh, selling off old clothes, and even withdrawing money from their parents' bank account in the neighboring city. Uh, the movie ends uh, in tragedy with both Seta and Setsuko dying. And I'm going to leave it at that. I mean, where else can it's, you leave it? It's not a spoiler. The movie starts out with Seda being like, I am dead. So, yeah, the you opening know, line is, I died on and then gave a date, which I meant to yeah. look up the date because I was yeah. wondering if the date was specifically significant, and then I forgot to do it. But that's <laughs> well, the kind of dedication I had this well, week. To start, well, to start... Uh, uh, maybe even before thoughts, because this is a rewatch for both of us, a, a pretty recent rewatch. We've watched it at least once within the last few years. This movie, you know, it is a historical setting, but it's also based off a semi-autobiographical short story. So, hmm. you know, some of it, you know, has some truth. So maybe looking up the, the specific date uh, could have helped with certain things. So this isn't just a pure work of historical fiction. It is uh, some basis and the characters have some basis in reality. Um, yeah. That okay. would need to be looked up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I'm curious before we get into this. Uh, yeah. You said that we've both watched it fairly. I watched this two years ago. Yeah. Is the last time I watched it. So relatively fresh. I don't think there was much on this rewatch that I'm like, Oh, I totally forgot about that. Like, it was just like, yeah, yeah. let's get sad. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've really been bringing the sad movies lately. So you've got Paddleton, sad, soul, not as sad, not, still not. involving death, but you know, whatever. And then Grave of the Fireflies, super sad. I, I, I have <laughs> taken the sadness to extremes. I will say soul, like you said, it was a sad movie, but it ends happily. Yes, um, it does. Mine... Definitely don't. My, my both mine have ended or begun with people saying you're gonna die, and or I'm already dead. Yes, <laughs> and that's how this settle one settle in is. for an hour and I a half. I died on this date. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh man, where do you want to start, Slade? Man, uh, I've got a few thoughts later, but I'm not I'm sure, sure where you to start. do it. Well, I remember you really praising this movie two years ago when you first watched it. Um, and then I watch it, and I paid much more close attention this time around watching it. <clears throat> I think last time, uh, you know, I was probably on my phone a bit more, which is really hard. Um, I would like to start with, how did you watch it, Kale? How did you watch this movie? Did you dub or did you sub? <laughs> um, I subbed on both watches. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never asked you how, how you watch your uh, foreign films. Well... Specifically, I mean, so anime. Speaking, I try to I try to <clears throat> sub, and it, there's one thing that that I don't love about subbing. If we're going to go into this whole thing, yeah. Um, what I don't love about subtitles is it actually makes it a lot harder <clears throat> for me to remember character names. Yes, and a lot harder to, um, you know, we're we're struggling with the pronunciation of our two main characters, right? Yes, <laughs> because they're saying them. Obviously in the native Japanese, but it's yeah. it's packed into every other Japanese word. So a lot of times you're like, I don't even hear most of the time them 
saying it. No. Because it's all mixed in. And if I had done a dubbed version, I'd probably have a better sense on how I'm supposed to be saying these names. Um, Hopefully. And I find that true with a lot of anime that I watch is I don't remember character names. You know, I've been watching some uh, (laughs) Attack on Titan, um, which my students are obsessed with. And Mm. uh, it, it gets kind of fun and excessively gory. But I'll... One of them will talk to me about it, and they throw out all the names of the characters, and they, like, know who they are. And I'm like, I don't even – that did not stick in my brain because (laughs) it's just – it's more words in a series of words that I don't remember hearing. Yeah, Um, yeah. So that's kind of where I am on the subbed and dubbed. Uh, I try to do sub just because I think it kind of respects the original a bit more. It's it's, – and I feel like that's what the original actors were doing. So if I'm trying to really think about the emotion of things, that's an important way to do that as well. And in this film, uh, that emotion whew, <laughs> definitely comes <laughs> yeah. through. Um, and I've never tried. I don't know if I've ever tried to do this dubbed. If I did, it was back yeah. in college and I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I also did sub as well for basically the same reasons, but it's really hard. I, I specifically was pointing uh, was thinking about every time Setsuko's name is said, I'm like, well, they're not saying Setsuko <laughs> at no, all. They, it's and it's like Setsuko. And it's, yeah, and it, so that was very difficult. I, I also find watching subtitle, which I do for reasons of just like, I feel, and I'd have to look it up to back this up with any <laughs> evidence of fact, is that I feel like the translation from the Japanese into a subtitle probably is going to be closer um, yes. than a dubbed version where they're going to change some things up. But also I find it difficult to pay attention to what's going on on the screen. So I miss a lot of the visuals mm-hmm. when I have to read, <clears throat> which is pretty important for an anime movie, you know, because yes. so much of it is, the artistry for sure the the drawing and animation that's going into a lot of these movies. And we've talked ghost in the show. We've talked, um, princess Mononoke on here and just how gorgeous the art (coughs) is. And I think this one is particularly important because, uh, it's way different from those movies I listed in that, you know, the genre of this movie is a wartime movie it's not fantastical realism it's not cyberpunk you know right it is <laughs> it is conveying mostly and we'll get into some of that mostly you know a, a sense of reality for and, sure and as i was looking up the history of this the person who who wrote the story whose name i will not try and say out of respect and fear uh <laughs> fearful fearful <laughs> respect <clears throat> When they were trying to make this movie, you know, he didn't want it made into a live action, actually. And he was hesitant even doing an animated version. But once it was animated, he really liked it because it maintained actually some of the stories, you know, drama and grit in in a way that live action couldn't, he felt. Right. So, so yeah. I mean, for this to be a live action, especially when it was made, because this movie's from, what, 88, 88, I think? yep. So to do this live action would be really hard because you're working with kids. You're working yeah. with, like, the suffering of wartime. 
and um, it, it would probably turn into something kind of like The Book Thief, which is a book I think is amazing in a movie that is aggressively mediocre. And it's because <laughs> when you shift it yeah. into real people, it's like, well, we can't, we honestly can't get into everything we want to because the reality and the realism would probably change the rating so much. <laughs> Might put the kids through some severe trauma. Who knows? Yeah. Um, because this movie, even though the majority of it, um, as far as the visuals go, is not super like scary or even super yeah. gross, it has moments that really are. Yeah. Like this movie for being animated, um, like a lot of people, when they first stumble into anime, you're shocked at what you see. <laughs> yeah. Um, because American animation, generally speaking, especially when we were growing up, it's changed a lot, obviously, in the last 20 years. Uh, We usually don't see super gross or uh, violent images. And in this one, we do get that, right? It's like the bombs are falling, there's explosions. But then when we get around to um, Seta going and finding his mom, all of a sudden it's like it's so shocking and unsettling because his mom went to go, you know, help at this shelter, I think is what was going on. I'm not yeah, sure exactly. I, I think she was on her way to the bomb shelter. Right. And yeah. she gets caught up in the bombing. And so when we see her, she's just bandaged and you can see her eyes and her lips, which are really, you know, scorched and gross. Yeah. And she's got bloody limbs and they're all wrapped up. And she doesn't move, and it's not like dripping goopy blood like we've no. talked about for a Mononoke or certainly Attack on Titan that I've been watching. Um, but it's so shocking yeah. because it's like, oh, most of this movie spends its time, I think, focusing on like these two kids and them trying to be kids. And so there's a lot of charm. There's a lot of almost whimsy, like when they're at the beach and just running and having fun or 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 playing but then when it brings us back into the harsher realities, the art style and the willingness to say, no, 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 this is what it's like. Every time we see Setsuko's um, rib cage and, oh, yeah. Yeah. and rashes, it's so unnerving, even though it's drawn, even though it's not hyper-realistic. There's something about the contrast of the vibrant colors around the pond and knowing that at one point they were running and laughing and then this is what it is. There's a, it's just, it's really, ugh, it's effective. Yeah. I don't have the right words for it this morning, unfortunately, but <laughs> it is very effective and I think really drives a lot of the power of this film. Yeah. And I don't think live action would be the same. I agree. Um, is worth noting, there is a live action of it that came out in the mid 2000s. Um, oh boy. But anyway, it, it's a more local production okay. <laughs> kind of thing. So <laughs> hence why no one's ever seen it, you know. Right. But but yeah, no, I, I would agree with all that. Animation in this sense accomplishes in a lot of ways more than a live action would. Uh, I mean, we've talked about in other films on the podcast, too, where live action, when it's trying to portray... the grimness of reality or war or, or something like that can oftentimes go so overboard Mm -hmm. where it, you know, it's not conveying what it thought it was conveying. I mean, 
uh, one of my least favorite movies of of last year where i rant a lot in a past episode did just that joker um where it's just like you know it goes so over the top to show the harsh realities of of someone's life or or something like that where you have to strike a balance if you want to have that empathetic moment as a viewer of just like oh this is this is really harsh and this movie does such a good job of you know it's not just always Setsuko starving to death for half the movie. It, it It's so isolated to just a few points where it, it pulls back the veil and shows her ribcage, shows the ra- those rashes in more artistic detail um, that make it so, and I think effective is a pretty good word for it. It's, it's effective. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I hate about this movie? Tell me. <laughs> Their aunt, she's the worst. Okay, I th- I knew this. I knew this might be until we get to all the stuff we love. I'm like, there's one, not seen. And when I say I hate it, I don't mean that I think the movie did a bad job by including it. I just hate her. She's the worst. She makes me so angry. <laughs> so this is a thing with this movie, it, and it's hard to articulate. I think without sounding mean to any one character because i agree with you i don't i don't care for the aunt um but i also don't care for sata as well like it's a weird Hmm. dynamic and i did a little investigating just to see if i was wrong in how i was feeling about sata for a lot of the movie because well let's bring up her uh his Aunts. So when their mother dies, they go to live with their aunt. And how it's portrayed is, you know, they're two orphan kids living with their aunt, but their aunt's family has not suffered in the same way. Right. right. Uh, they're still going to work. Their um, <laughs> cousin. They haven't lost any family members. <laughs> they haven't lost any family members that we can tell. Right. Uh their father is still going to work. Their cousin's still going to school. And, you know, early on when they're staying there, they're asked him like, Hey, what are you doing to contribute? Why don't you go to school? And, you know, say is like, my school was burned out, <laughs> you know what? And so they kind of do spend their days hanging out. And eventually yeah. their aunt starts to chastise them for not contributing to the war effort, contributing there at home and and for eating, you know, you're not earning your rice by staying here. And it's very harsh. <laughs> and it comes across very harsh, as it should. And it's, it's a weird mix of emotions when I watch it. Because in one sense, I'm like, wow, you, you're going to treat them like that. That's really wrong. And in another sense, I'm like, does she have a point? I don't know. There seems to be a balance there that's not struck in this movie, and Sata also plays a part in that. <laughs> and that's where right. I leave it to hear your thoughts. Well, no, I think there's a few, uh, some decent points there. I think that what I would love to see this, if it were to be developed any further, would be to show the struggle of the ant's family because mm-hmm. I can I can understand why she's frustrated. Like the war is going on. 
there are ra- things are being rationed out. It's not yeah. like they have a ton of stuff and they're just being mean about it. Yeah. They also don't have a lot. And now you get two new kids that you have to also take care of. I understand there's a strain and a stress. Like, how am I going to do this? Uh, this film doesn't interest itself in any other characters aside from Seta and Setsuko. So, yeah. and that's fine. But I think that would have been kind of interesting to kind of show like, hey, they were also struggling already before you showed up. Yeah. The reason I can't stand her <laughs> is when she, uh, like when she's like, you're not contributing. But that's not entirely true because as soon as they show up, they've got all of these uh, items from their house that mm-hmm. the aunt goes and sells, right? She's like, we're going to take your mom's kimonos and we're going to sell them and we're going to get rice for it. So it's like, though Seda's not working and yeah. he's not going to school. He did come with his dead mother's clothing yeah. and items of value that the aunt has no problem selling off and and using that money for food for everybody, right? At first, it's not like this is yours, this is mine. That comes later. Um, and then she seems really mad about it, too. You talked about the war effort, and that's something that I is. I don't know if I could quite put my finger on it. I'm, I'm kind of still developing a theory on this film where the nationalistic tendencies of most of the characters seem to be on full display and seem to be something that the movie is trying to reckon with a little bit, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. Seda's dad works in the Navy, yeah. and we never see him. We only see him in a picture. Seda himself, to me, always looks like he's dressing kind of like a soldier yeah, um, and trying to follow in his father's footsteps. You've got government officials around all the time who are trying to determine what needs to be done. And then the ant, of course, like you need to contribute. There's a war going on, all these things. This movie seems to have something to play with on how we approach the ideas of war, how we approach the ideas of, I don't know, falling in line, taking orders and, and never giving up. Right. Mm -hmm. When Seda finds out that Japan is going to surrender Mm-hmm. he's really upset about it, right? Yeah. He's, he's there. And so I was like, yeah, we're surrendering full surrender, you know, no terms. And he's like, this is ridiculous. What? But my dad, where's my dad's out there fighting. And, and that's why this movie is, is strange. That's why the ant drives me crazy. But maybe that's part of what the film's tired to get into yeah. is when you have this, um, this bent toward like, we have to win, have to win that maybe we lose our compassion along the way. But I don't know if it does that because even though Seda is, dressed like a soldier through most of the movie um for him his mission is his sister right so everything he does is for his sister um and i i just wandered off now i don't even have a solid point to finish with but (laughs) no no i I don't know the ant that's why she drives me crazy though because she does criticize him for not helping but for him and this is why the movie isn't so amazing to me is it is this kid who, and we're never told their ages. I'm sure somewhere online it just gives them ages. But oh, it's like, I, got I would ages. guess. Oh, oh, what are the ages? What do you got? So, from what I could read, because I would guess like 12 and 5, but that's what I would go with. Not quite. Seda's a bit older. He's like ninth grade. So, so okay. 14, 14, 15. And Setsuko is supposed to be. I believe about four years old. <laughs> that 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 actually tracks. Yeah, so four or five <laughs> years old. Um, so so you do have this. You know, it is a very unique movie in 
the point of view it's from because it's not even really Setsuko's point of view. It's really just from Seiya's point. Oh, it's of all Seiya for it's sure. It's all Seiya, right? And <clears throat> and you have young characters, and I think what this film does so well is it it has young characters behaving like young characters. So the decisions they make are right in line with how I feel a 15 year old would act <laughs> in, right. in all of this, you know, um, <clears throat> one of the things, cause like what I was reading up on too, is again, to make sure I'm not giving Seda too much hate. Cause again, I kind of see the aunt's point of like, I'm like, he does contribute stuff and, and you see it when they leave is he, he still, he's either pawning stuff or he's stealing stuff. And that's what Gims gets him beat later on his method of taking care of things. Always kind of resorts to this scavenger like thing, right. which, which makes perfect sense. You know, I'm not mad at him for doing it. It's just, you know, there's a couple things like when he's trying to sell stuff to one of the farmers and the farmer's like, you need to just go apologize. Right. right. Like there is back and live with your aunt for go, sure. Go back and do this. And he just does it, which again, very 15 year old thing to do. Um, True. <laughs> like I'm not going to do that. And <clears throat> what I was reading up on is that Western audiences reacted to Seda much in the same way I did of like, they just saw like, that is ridiculous. Why wouldn't he do that? It's about survival. Whereas, you know, uh, Japanese audience and Eastern audiences we're pretty okay with it. They're just like, yeah, pride. Hmm. That's it. Pride keeps him from doing this and it didn't bother them as much. So th there is a, a kind of cultural thing going on between Seda and his aunt that uh, depending on where you're born and, and the values you're raised with, you see this relationship very differently. Um, right. <laughs> because yeah, uh, for part of it, I'm like, I get why you're doing this, Aya, but why are you doing it? Because I'm like, you could fix this. But, you know, there's a lot other of other things going on in that sense. Um, well, and I think you got something about what you said triggered to me, which is the other thing that I see in this movie, which is I think you could read it as Seta is, <laughs> in a sense, almost all of Japan trying to fight this war and his sister kind of represents like that struggle that you can't beat it. You know, we know it historically, right? It's like, yeah. we're fighting, we're going to make it, going to make it, going to make it. Eventually something's going to hit so hard. Like you just can't. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's in the soldier imagery, but again, he's like, you can't surrender. How could you surrender? I feel like there's yeah. probably, I didn't really think about it quite in these terms until something you said triggered it. But I feel like the other kind of cool thing here is this is a story of, yeah, his pride. He is trying to survive, but it's on his own terms. Yeah. He's not going to surrender. He's like, I can make this work. And when he gets to the point where he is, yes, pawning stuff off and then just <laughs> stealing from houses during the air raid, yeah. I think. The image of that was really cool, too. Like, there's an air raid. Everybody's running to a shelter. Sade yeah. is the only one running the other direction. And he's just pillaging people's houses for stuff yeah. he can sell. And it's survival. But it's like, there's got to be an easier way than this, right? Yeah. Um, and that's why when we get to the point where he finds out Japan is going to surrender unconditionally, of course, we know that that's because of atomic bombs, which this movie doesn't really get into. But we know that's the case. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it gets to a point you've just got to go. And he never does. 
Mm-hmm. He never gives up. And so by the end, um, when Setsuko falls asleep and never wakes up and he cremates her body. And then we already know from the beginning of the film that he dies in a subway station. Yeah. Um, just by himself starving to death as well. It's like, yeah, is this, is this what, is this the best way? Is this how it's supposed to go? Was this all for nothing? Should you have surrendered in a sense and maybe gone back to apologize and, and said, okay, we're done. And he never does. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Again, I can't speak to, uh, the creator's intent because it's Japanese and there's a lot of different cultural values that I have to assume are there that I don't have, but that seems that's kind of how I would read it at this point. Yeah, no, I, I think that's pretty, pretty good. And, you know, for a film that really focuses just on Seda and, you know, young characters surviving as best they know how to during a war, it sneaks in these kind of bigger things going on like you said of when he finds out japan has surrendered he's he's angry but even before that you know there's a small conversation where they talk about being invaded and you know there is this sense of like it is almost over right Mm -hmm. you know i mean it starts with you know their city being firebombed and and everything and so you know there's this idealism in Seda of just like, well, my dad's off fighting the war and we're doing this thing um, that he holds on to for the rest of the film. Um, right. As well. Um, that's all I'll say about that. Um, so, so talk to me about fireflies <laughs> in this. Um, Cause there's one cool thing that, that my girlfriend show, showed me that I'm like, Oh, that's, it's just a cool image, but what do you think about fireflies in this? Because well, I mean, gra- as as grave of the goes, fireflies, you know, it's very cool the imagery, right? I mean, like yeah. the the red fireflies always show us like what Seda is seeing from kind of beyond his grave, yeah, and so it kind of mirrors that. It's like that it is fire and burning, and it's a more aggressive color. And then of course, when it's kind of bluish and greenish, it's like whimsical and beautiful, and I think captures that sense of innocence that they're trying to. Um, that they're trying to hang on to throughout this film and they can't. Um, of course the fireflies die so quickly. And I think it's Sesco even says like, how come they die so soon? Which mm-hmm. is both horrifying foreshadowing, which is like, Oh no. Yes. <laughs> it's you. You're the firefly. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and to me, it just seems like a, a clear connection of just like that. At least the, lighter colored fireflies just represent some kind of innocence, right? They're, Mm -hmm. they're there. And I think that matches with kind of the final, one of the final montages of Setsuko just running around their shelter, just playing and being an adorable little kid. And, you know, that's happening right after she dies, right? It's like a look back. Yeah. Fireflies are amazing, but you know, they do, they flicker and then they're gone. They don't last very long. Um, so to me, it was just as simple as drawing those connections. Yeah. Um, but that's about all I got on it. Oh, nice. That's bigger than mine. Uh, my girlfriend, who, 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 <laughs> it's better than mine. All I'm going to say is there was a poster, uh, cause my girlfriend was looking up instead of watching it. She's like, I can't watch this. I'm pregnant. 
uh, and this is tragic. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. Well, and she missed the whole opening line of like, I'm dead. I'm like, well, we know already. Um, but she showed me a poster where, you know, depending on which poster you see, you know, there's one, the the classic poster for this, you know, with uh, Seda and Satsuka on his back and with the umbrella. And some right. of them have the fireflies, but if you zoom in, the they aren't fireflies, they're bombs. <laughs> Right. Um, which I just felt was a very cool imagery because there there is so much being played along with the innocence of this movie along with just the tragedy that these kids are growing up in, um, you know, which is really good with Fireflies. How did you feel about the, the framing device of you know, Seda and Setsuko basically looking beyond the grave at their lives. Cause that's really what this movie is. You know, yeah. it, it starts, you know, with Seda dying and everything we see is literally them watching their lives play out from the great beyond, uh, tie back to soul really. Um, <laughs> so we've got a good theme going this year in 2021 is all i'm saying in a a weird way i feel bad that i'm gonna wreck it with my next movie (laughs) recommendation um i'll tell you what i'm not gonna recommend though i thought about it after all this sadness like i think we should finally watch the farewell Uh, oh my gosh (laughs) but i'm not going there i'm not gonna go there but i I thought about it uh just like let's just keep this sadness going yeah um anyway uh so I like it a lot, uh, especially because, you know, when you have a character who dies, but you don't know why, and the fact that it's a kid, and we see enough, like, it's not just a voice, it's like, I died here. It's like, we see him die, like, at the very beginning. It's a kid, he is dirty, he's hungry, um, <laughs> you know, it's they're going through his stuff to try to figure out, you know, what does he have? Why is he carrying this like candy tin thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we know there's some tragedy here, but we don't know why and we don't know what's going on. And so him looking back again, I think that's where maybe there's a connection where he almost represents the larger idea of Japan is, is he's dying and the rest of it is a story of him trying his best to save the, the younger family member right to save maybe this innocence or save overcome this this effort that ultimately is doomed yeah um and so i think you only can do that from being past it an image that caught my attention this time that i don't remember ever seeing before is the final shot of the film Mm -hmm. because at the very very end they're like sitting up on a hill and looking over a large city and this whole movie is not in a large city, right? These are these smaller towns. Um, you know, every every house is wood and stone and everything else. Yeah. And the last shot is them looking over what I assume is supposed to look like Tokyo or something because there yeah. are these large skyscrapers. And that really struck me because that finished the loop of this is a looking back. It's somehow it's up it's on this grave of fireflies it's on this loss of innocence mm-hmm. it's it's only after this complete letting go of what we were trying to save that we were able to grow into what we are today you know because that's what happened with japan after world yeah. war ii they accelerated and they have been a world player <laughs> for the 
ever since then, right? Yeah. And so I really thought that was cool with them saying, I'm looking back on this effort to save something that I desperately wanted to save, but we I just couldn't save it. And then to finish with, we couldn't save it, but this is where we are now. Hmm. With something that to look, for me to look at is like, and now everyone says you're this successful, high-tech, um, economic superpower in the world. But that only happened because of this this loss and you have to like accept that loss before you can move on yeah nice um i i read it a little just slightly differently but i think it's a good reading on it so from what i read it's it's all in the same city in this say of kobe japan so the so the city mm-hmm. they're looking on is kobe okay um, and, and they they're still in kobe as far as i know for the whole movie um and, and I like that because it is, you know, it's everything you said. It is this looking back movie and my more cynical take, I guess I should say, not different. It's it's just <laughs> I, I took the more cynical approach of, you know, them looking at that say is, hey, it looks good now, but this is what it's built on. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, no, that's very good. <laughs> um, these are the people that didn't make it essentially and yes y- y- you know and we have a lot of this imagery too from japan because not only all of world war ii and 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 fire bombings of of cities and things like that but you know the only time nuclear weapons have been used and there's another movie on netflix that i almost suggested that does the same thing is a war movie but is specifically i believe about nagasaki <laughs> And, yeah. and stuff and it's a sad movie too uh and some disturbing images but you know it is this kind of this is what these things are built on you know yeah. the the looking back aspect of it so um one last thing because i i feel that was your your big well i'll, I'll respond to what you said though okay. because i do like that a lot I, I went back and looked at my review i wrote two years ago and I know something I wrote then, which was the value of this film of for for you and me living in the United States in the late 20th century, early yeah. 21st. Uh, this is a life we've never had to experience. Right. Yeah. Americans are so privileged that we've never had to go through this kind of devastation. And it's this film is so important. And I actually like your cynical take. I don't know that I'd say it's cynical. Okay, um, good. I didn't. I might. Yeah, wrong words. I know. We can't I know. Find I said we it. We can't find them this morning. What's the word? I don't <laughs> I know. Say, I think I said it in, a, in kind of a rosy way, but I think that's just because I was excited to notice that image at all. I don't remember yeah. noticing it the last time I saw it. And I think that for the film to really say this is what it's built on, I would almost critique it and say, well, I wish you had started with the image of the city and then ended in something sadder to really say this is where we came from and we should mourn this. But since they ended on the city, to me, that felt more hopeful. But that's just whatever. Um, But yeah, so what I said two years ago is like, this is something that people need to see to remember. Like, our experience is not the world's experience. Uh, The United States is such a bizarre country that has had to deal with um, certainly its struggles, but not on the same level and in completely different ways than a lot of the other countries we talk about, and especially when we look at World War II, right? That devastates all of Europe. It devastates yeah. so much of Asia. And yes, we lost lives like a lot of other people lost lives. But 
Um, Pearl Harbor aside, we didn't have this complete obliteration of our way of life in any stretch. So I I do think it's worth looking at like, this is something we had to live with and had had to live through. We had to, we had to survive this and, and we made it. We've, we've built this up since, but so yeah, it's good. I I like that. Um, there, there was one other thing talking about, and it's, it's not the focus of this movie. It's a thing I caught this time by not looking at my phone and just watching the whole movie, despite being very uncomfortable. Um, I only had to get up to pee once, but, um, and I pause it and I pause it. it and it's near the end of the movie. I mean, you know, you can go on forever about the beautiful animation. Some of the montages, I mean, Setsuko's montage of her playing outside the bomb shelter is just so heart wrenching and perfect yeah. as all get out. Um, but there was one in this very specific thing I noticed is after the war is over, there's some kind of more beautiful shots before it goes to um, Seda burning, uh, cremating her body, which is there's this one very small scene. And, you know, it's not the focus of the movie, but uh, these very more upper class people return to Kobe. And it's very, it's a very short thing. And it just, it speaks very volumes and it's juxtaposed so well with what we've seen the whole movie of these very upper class um, (laughs) girls returning home. Their home is in immaculate condition and being, Oh, we're finally back. Yeah. And you know, it's so small in this movie, but there, there's just this beautiful heart wrenching, disturbing, uh, almost angering juxtaposition of all the different lives and how this war plays out for them. Because with Seda and Satsuko, it ends in tragedy. Like, we lost everything. And for Seiya, I mean, he lives after the war for a little bit until he dies in the subway, right? But right. then to have that scene of these people coming basically back from vacation. You know, and it goes to kind of what you said of even here in America, how we view tragedy and war of it doesn't it's has not reached our own shores in a long time. And our mode of survival looks very differently. And that is true of other nations as well, even if their nation has gone through such tragedy of these people coming back and their house hasn't burned down. They aren't, yeah. they aren't mourning the loss. They aren't in the streets burying the bodies. You know, they, they've, they've had the means to go and avoid most of this, you know, and that's just so beautifully thrown in, I think, in this movie and can make you think if you pause on it. So that, that one was really what stood out to me on this viewing mm. a lot. <laughs> Good stuff. It's very subtle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, all right, anyway. should we hop to some ratings? Let's do it. <laughs> so when I first saw this movie, I was in college. It definitely grabbed my attention then because we alluded to this earlier. Uh, cartoons in the United States for us growing up were mostly just like silly, silly fun time. <laughs> yes. Um, that's where anime was shocking to those of us who discovered it for the first time in the 80s and 90s. It was like, whoa, they can do this in a cartoon? 
But this one especially caught my attention because it wasn't action. It wasn't samurais. It wasn't robots. It was just like, this is a, it's a drama. It's just a straight drama uh, with real stakes and it's sad. And that fascinates me still. You know, this is so rarely done or we so rarely get a chance to see it um, that it has always kind of had a pretty high ranking in my in my mind just because it's it's a rarity it doesn't there's not a lot of things like this that i've seen um i think that some of the stuff they're able to do with the animation the animations on seta crying i think can sometimes be so brutal they did such a good job when he starts to break and just the tears flow and you're like oh man um again better than if you were trying to do it live action i think right so i think it's really great i know we were poking around at some stuff there's clearly there's more in this movie than i first thought i I think the merits of it originally for me were just like this is intense it's emotional i like that that it's all of those things this time i was trying to find some deeper meanings in them and i think we touched on some of those i don't Mm -hmm. think i've got my theories fully formed it's not as clear to me what what some of those deeper things are um but that doesn't matter i still think it's it's a wonderful piece of art um that people should see at some point uh for a good cry and to have a better perspective on the world we live in and i'm gonna stick this at four stars nice um yeah i liked this much better than i watched it around a year and a half two years ago um (laughs) Some of the bad things before I do good is, and I think this is just a stylistic difference that's hard to do. And it's those tonal shifts that bug you so much. Like there's some tonal shifts in this movie and it's mostly the score of the movie. Um, Oh, that's interesting. I I, I don't think it's very good to me, Um, but it fits. Unfortunately is like, this movie almost becomes small vignettes of these kids' lives, but not because there's some just abrupt stops. Um, and then when the music does get cued in, it's like almost too emotional or too overly dramatic. That almost takes me out of it. Of just like, oh, I feel I was feeling something with just silence, <laughs> you know, which this movie mostly does well. So if, if I had to knock anything, it, it would be, some of those shifts, but they're present in many things. We brought up Attack on Titan, which I have also started watching in small spurts. And it's the same thing of just, it, it's a different sensibility from what yeah. what we have here in the United States of music use. And like, that's an interesting choice of, of music right here, right now. Um, so it doesn't knock it in any way. Uh, the art is beautiful. The story is tragic um you know i think it it without being an overtly anti-war film it it can be seen as such obviously um since we've done a couple of those on here it's also the first film i think we've done where you know it's a war film that doesn't involve soldiers you know we've done last samurai we've we've done paths of glory and this one is kind of that other side of what about civilians living through 
war and you know it it doesn't have action it has it, it does a very uh good job at sparing those moments of just utter gut-wrenching horror like uh Seda's mom which i think is what that is the maggots and everything it's just so Ugh. beautifully heart-wrenching disgusting animation that it accomplishes so much um and again, the the aunt and Seda's relationship, I think, as a frustrating as it will always be when I watch this, I think it's good to think about what's yeah. going on there. Um, so, man, it's it's tough for me to rate this one. Um, I'm I'm gonna go at four stars. I might bump it up when I finally write a review on it, but it's definitely four stars. It's it is a must watch. I think I think it's a must watch war movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I, I don't can't think of any other movies that do what this does at the caliber it does it. So, yeah, four yeah, stars for sure. Awesome, good deal. That excites me because the last time you put a rating on it, you put three, and I saw that and I was like, wait, did he put three after this viewing, or is this an old one and I couldn't remember? And that's my old I mean, one. Clearly. I'm excited that you're moving it up. I, awesome. I moved it way up. I, I even tried to find the short story in my first year of full-time teaching, uh, but the translation hmm. I found was not good. Like it was, <laughs> It's one of those, like, someone tried, but it's so grammatically incorrect. Right. I'd be... I'd want to kind of... I'd love to teach this. I think this would be a very good thing to throw in classrooms. Uh, even if it's just watching the movie, there's so much you can talk about. Right. Um, so yeah, very good. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody for hanging out with us today. We appreciate it. Um, what, where are we going to watch Gail? Are, I was going to say on our next episode. Off? I mean, I don't know. It sounded like you were signing sad. off. Like, like, <laughs> no, I wasn't on. completely. I was going to still tell bring us, what, us hey, whatever. Bring us into 2021 um, on a high note <laughs> already. <laughs> uh, we're going to head over to Amazon Prime is where we're headed next. Oh, boy. Okay. I don't know what's <laughs> on Amazon. Work. I'm trying to think of like what's on Amazon Prime. You, you're not going to be able to guess it. Don't worry. Okay. Um, oh, boy. It, I, I have nothing to say about it because i know very little about it but we're gonna do it anyway we're gonna watch one night in miami never even heard of this movie it just came out it's it's real new okay so that's that's what we're doing all right i'll let you look it up one night in miami (laughs) one night in miami huh okay yep i know i don't i'm not Whatever. Ah, We just lost all our energy. Thank you again, everybody, for being here. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We're having a good time. Hope you're having a good time. All the usual stuff. Uh, Kind of panic and just sign off. So hope things are going well for everybody. Hopefully 2021 starting off a little bit better than 2020 was. I'm excited for this. I've seen previews for this. Okay. Now I'm excited. excited. Now I'm excited. (laughs) I know nothing about it either, except, okay. Right? So that's why I, I didn't this even know to say I think it's going to be good. Okay, awesome. Uh, <laughs> thanks, everybody. Farewell, good people. Don't stop the talk after you walk out of the theater or your living uh, room or your bedroom or the bathroom, wherever you're watching your movies, streaming them. Maybe it is the theater. I hear those are open. Let's go. You're looking at me. <laughs> 
Goodbye. Done.